our best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian, and with me is Willow. Hi. Almost said this is Willow because I'm tired. I've been waiting for you to say it's Lillo and Willian, and oh shit, I can't wait. I can't wait. I just wanted to plant that seed. I'll water it later, and hopefully it'll grow. Don't worry, it will. I'll fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it in too. It's my show. Can if I want. <laughs> so what's going on today, Willow? Oh, the world is on fire. Everybody is, is it terrified. On fire enough. Yeah. It, okay. It's not on fire. It should be. <laughs> it's not on fire the way I want it to be. No. Okay. Everyone is terrified. Yes. Rightly so. Everything is bad. It's not good. And um, yeah, my husband has COVID. He's he's almost over it, but he finally got COVID after two and a half years of fucking being safe and all of that shit it finally hit us yeah here we are um but my son and i the baby and i have been good um it we haven't seemed to be affected at all so that's nice it's nice mm-hmm. um but yeah so um this shit happened this was fun so before we really get into it um you know how, like, like when world events happen or, like, really big things happen, like 9-11, everybody has their story of, like, where they were when the Twin Towers hit or when the plane hit the Twin Towers and, you know, all that shit happened. Everybody kind of has their story. And I feel like, excuse me, with the Road versus Roe versus Wade thing, like, um, I feel like that's another, like, I remember the very second that I found out um, in the exact same way. It feels like it hit me in the exact same way. Like, I will always remember where I was. And the strange thing is, is that I have been planning on doing this episode for, like, a week and a half to two weeks now. Um, It got pushed back, obviously, to sickness in the family. But I have been planning on doing this episode just because I watched this documentary on HBO. And I was like, this is fantastic. I have to talk about this. And then during research of an underground abortion clinic that happened in the 1960s, Prior to Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. in the middle of researching them and how they they did abortions and all of this, Roe versus Wade was abolished. In the middle of me researching this, and my God, not that I have one, um, but I feel I feel like my bones could have melted at that moment. I really do. It's not I, a good time. My man. heart stopped beating for a few seconds. Yeah, because when you when you research into that particular movement and and how things were done it's horrific it was horrific it is horrific horrific and and women die yes yes um just within a few hours of the of the bill um or the abolishment this past week um just a few hours after it went into effect into our state 
um, a woman, this is a secondhand story, um, an anonymous story. I know which story you're talking about. It wasn't in our state because while we do, no, while we do have trigger laws, I don't believe it was in Arkansas. Ours won't go into effect for, I think, 60 days if I'm, I could be misspeaking. Oh, I I could have sworn this lady was from Arkansas, but either way, she was a nurse and, um, this woman came in and had an egg topic pregnancy and, in the middle of the doctor trying to call up a lawyer and talking to a lawyer to figure out if they can treat this woman, if they can treat this woman who has an egg topic pregnancy and is an active, like actively dying right now, her body starts to fill up with blood and she's ruptured. She, yeah. Yeah. And she's dying there because idiots believe that you can save an ectopic pregnancy. You never can. It isn't, it has never happened. There's, it'd be, it's, it's a, it would take an act of the, of the God they believe in. Ew. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I'm so mad. It's just, it's terrifying. It is terrifying mm-hmm. because that's one number. <laughs> that's one story. That's one story. Out of soon to be millions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I am somebody that had to give themselves an abortion at a very young age at about 16. I was like 15 or 16. Um, And like just from personal experience, I can tell you that it is like an animalistic urge. Um, There's a there's a post going around that says women don't want abortions like they want Porsches. Women want abortions like an animal who is chained up that wants to gnaw off its leg. Yes. And that's exactly how it feels. It feels like, you know, like, you know that this thing is inside of you and you need to get it out. And there's this overwhelming animalistic urge for you, like a self um, self-preservation, self-preservation yes. uh, that overcomes you. And women will literally be able to go through so much pain just just to get this over with. Because a lot of people think, well, you use it as birth control. No, 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 no. No, no birth control failed me. Yes. And now I'm in a in a horrific situation, not only for me, for this potential child right. who doesn't deserve this. Well, and the thing is, is doctors won't allow us to even get our tubes tied. We can't even get our tubes tied. No. I literally had to die on the operating table with my last child to convince my Catholic obstetrician to tie my tubes. That's fucking disgusting. And then he needed to ask my husband at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but y'all can go get nose jobs and get, you know, fucking hair implants and you can do all of these surgeries. You can tell any doctor to do anything, perform anything on you. You'll pay whatever. But fucking, I don't even want to say God forbid because it just it's not fucking fair. Why is there religion in my government? Why is there religion in my pussy? Yeah. Hmm? Why does it fucking matter? I'm going to give my take on this at the very end of this yeah. episode, and I'm going to explain yeah. to y'all why it matters, and it ain't for the reason they say it is. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to hold back because I'm already pissed. Right, I know. I just needed to, like, barf a little bit. Like, <laughs> like get to get some of this shit out and of this me. This episode is going to function as a free episode on our Patreon. Normally, y'all, we don't give them away for free, but this is too important to put behind a paywall. Right. So we're not going to. Also, we kind of want to showcase this, and we'll towards the end, we'll definitely showcase a clip from it on Buzzsprout 2 right. where I we kind of want to introduce a new segment to our podcast which is the news which kind of 
you know, meshes with true crime. Yes. Because adjacent. We, we really like and we want to keep the themed months. It really does help us. Um, but sometimes shit happens but outside shit happens the theme. And things that get really important, we have a platform. We need to use it. That's right. And so when we need to get this information across, we're going to have our own news segments. They're not going to be planned. No. You'll never know when. Uh, I mean, you guys might know, but whatever. Um, but we're going to call them, what was it? Spill. Yeah. The spill segments. Spill we're segments. Spill the tea. That's right. And, um, but yeah, so we're going to have new segments. And this, I just felt like, like the day before, two days before any of this happened, we just kind of came up with the idea yes. and then it all kind of just like morphed together. It, it does. It may not even be about true crime. It may just be some social justice shit you need to know about. Yeah. Y'all, yeah. you need a lot of people out there and bless bless your bones are putting out a lot of misinformation. Don't understand the Constitution. Don't understand the Supreme Court. And I'm going to explain it to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in layman's terms. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's not and don't feel bad if you don't know. Or it's don't not understand. written for us to understand. It's I don't understand. So we don't understand. Yes. Let's make that clear. Yes. Absolutely. So take it away. I want to hear this episode. <laughs> okay. So this episode um, originally was just going to be about the Jane Collective, um, which is an amazing organization. Obviously, I'll get into it. But like I said, it's a 1960s, 19, early 1970s, like grassroots, underground women's organization that just kind of evolved in Chicago. Absolutely amazing. Um like I'm just on this really like big kick on um, civil rights documentaries, even prior to all of this happening. Um, so this is just something that I've been really like my heart has been into. Um, so before we get into what the Jane Collective was and everything like that, I kind of just wanted to like on my own. I really wanted to dive into the history of abortions, what the ancients used to do and things like that. Obviously, I'm not going to go into every little detail because it'll take a million years. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting that like all of our ancient civilizations were all built on abortion being a, a medical practice. It's always been a medical practice. Mm-hmm. Um even like like dating back to like super super ancient times. So um even Aristotle wrote that the line between lawful and unlawful abortion will be marked with the fact of saving of having the sensation of being alive. So he started to say that and that was what actually got twisted. Yes. That's what got twisted. Because yeah. he wasn't talking about the quickening. And that's what everybody wants to go back and say that this was the quickening. The quickening is when the baby is felt moving inside of your body. Um, but that's just not true. It's when you, you're you opening your eyes, you're experiencing life. That is... That's, that's what it is. And I think that that's really what he was trying to... Um, to to touch on there now the ancient egyptians they have this very very ancient text on um papyrus and something that just like really irked me whenever i found out about this ancient text was it's called the papyrus ebers and the only reason why it's called ebers at the end is because like some rich fancy man in the 1800s bought it yeah, it sounds and that was right. his last name. And I realize that that happens a lot. It does, and it's really disgusting. Um, but anyways, so in this, it actually goes into like a, a complete description on um, what to do when you have an unwanted um, conception, and and 
it kind of like crosses over a lot of time periods. That's why I'm talking about it because it's also in Roman text. It's also in, um, Greek text. And it's all about like these stages of how to go about, um, what they would consider an abortion at that time. So at first what you do or what they would do is they would first induce like expulsion, vomiting, weakening the system. Mm -hmm. And then they would like, like laxatives, all kinds of different things, get everything out of you, which would weaken your body. And then you're more susceptible to miscarriage. Um, yes, that. And then so the next stage is actual like pressure on the uterus. Some ancient cultures use this like waistband where they would like wrap the body. So that way, once it's weak enough, it would put enough pressure on it to expel that way. Um, but eventually you got into um, these things that are called... Um, Sorry, (laughs) I'm trying to scroll through my notes because I would talk way too fast. Um, But there's these these little things that go inside of the body and I'm missing the name right now, but we still use them today. They found them in like super ancient times and there's these different shapes, these like little objects that you put inside the womb for abortions. There's they're like dilators. There's a special word for it totally losing it right now but they're like dilators and we still use the exact same shapes today we have found like ancient remains in different areas across the world um of course now ours are silicone and not like you know polished stone but they're various shapes with little holes and so depending on what stage of pregnancy you were in you would use that shape to do different things to to scrape the uterus and a lot of dnc basically the dnc yes My, um, uh, my backwards brain. Mm-hmm. What is that called again? Dyslexia. Nothing. Um, it keeps calling it a C and D. Nope. Yeah. DNC. DNC. Um, but yes, we've been doing these types of practices since people forever. Since, since people. people, since we had people, yes. people have been doing this and you never need a reason to do this. You never no. need one. I'm not interested in even no, entertaining any of them. Absolutely not. Um, but just know that, like, even in these ancient cultures that I've took way too much time studying, um, in every single one of them, they gave very valid reasons. I but, don't want it. But in their yeah. but in their societal, like, in their doctrines, yes. they gave the reasons. And even though it's not necessary, it gives... That that ability to be seen. Precedence. Yes. Yes. It says, hey, you know what? It was a good reason back then. fucking get it. If we're going to keep using like ancient fucking laws and books, why can't we use other ones? Why are we stuck with the same dumb book? And I want to tell you something right now. Nowhere in the Bible does it say life begins at conception. It literally doesn't say. It literally that. says breath of first first breath. Mm-hmm. And in the and the Jewish in the Torah and the Jewish texts. Life didn't begin until you were out of the womb, until then you were part of the mother's body like an organ. Right. Didn't give you less importance, of course, but they were just explaining it medically. Yes. This is what made sense to them. Yes. Because you are, you are part of the the mother's body. Yes. You're a parasitic creature. Yes. Cannot survive without her. Absolutely. So if we're going to be using that, the Bible, or we're going to go say our founding fathers, shut the shit with that one, because Benjamin Franklin wrote a guide on abortion. Yes! We didn't... Abortion wasn't made illegal until the 1850s. That's right. 1840s, 1850s. Mm-hmm. So all the way 
up until the abortions were all the like and they were they were legal they were safe they were done by doctors by actual medical staff medicine women stuff like that absolutely y'all there was a plant that the romans used they used it so much they made it go extinct yes and it was an it was yes. like a an herb mm-hmm. that would cause yep. miscarriage yep. there are so many um like medicinal herb books um mm-hmm. from you know ancient ancient times um with with full sections recipes. on on recipes yes. for um and a lot of it is like like douches and stuff like that yes, that, that you too. use um and i'm a, i want to tell you all something right now and i want you to listen to thank me. you i know what you're saying thank you you're gonna see on the internet yes people are saying mm-hmm. mugwort or use this or use that please do not a lot of these things are poisonous if not administered correctly including over-the-counter medication people have told you is safe mm-hmm. and sharing that information can definitely get you sent to jail if you are in a state that has made abortion illegal including helping someone get one hiding the fact they're pregnant yeah. or moving them across state lines so this camping shit stop 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 this is not how we help we'll talk you about resources later yeah okay because i don't know what that is so we'll get there yes okay um thank you for saying that though because that has been bothering me and i just can't open my big fat mouth on social media sometimes i don't want to get nailed to a bit of wood over it no i'm just so banned on so many levels (laughs) you are i can barely function (laughs) it's true um but yeah i just i like through my research i just i'm so baffled at how normal I'm not baffled about how normal abortions are. It's just medicine. It's just, it's just baffling to me that there are people out there that don't think that this is a normal medical practice and a medical procedure. Just like getting a kidney removed if it's bad. Or, I don't know, a fucking lung transplant. Or fucking... Got a headache? A, take a Tylenol. Like, yeah. Why isn't it that normal? Is why? What saying. Well, I'll explain later why. I know, I yeah. know. I'm just so frustrated you and I know be. y'all are too. Should be. So, yeah, like I said, um, in the 1850s is around the time that um, abortion became illegal in uh, the United States. Um, and and it was it was actually when the AMA, the American Medical Association, was put into place that abortion became illegal. It was like That's almost nice. the same year, like almost like within a month or two. And women weren't included on that board. No, it's white men. That's it. Oh, look at the pictures. Oh, it's so... It it looks like our, our fucking Congress. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, they were all super male-dominated. They hated women. They criticized midwives. They hated nurses. They thought that anything to do with reproductive health was icky, gross, and stupid. And Periods? Ew! Ew! <sighs> I'm sorry. That I just almost had a rage in your I know. I'm okay. Go on. This is... This has been a really hard episode to both keep in and keep out at the same time. Um, By 1880, all the states had abortion laws. um, And most of them were, like, pretty much, like, only some of them were like, oh, well, maybe if the patient's life is at jeopardy, we can do it. Maybe. (laughs) (sighs) So terrifying. Um... And by 1910, all abortions were made illegal. Uh, With the influx of immigration at the early 1900s, um, as well as the ban on abortions and, like, um, any contraception or anything like that, then the Great Depression hits. Now you have 
you have immigration, you have lack of jobs, you have lack of money, housing, security, food, anything. And then you have way too many bitches everywhere. Yeah. Nightmare. Nightmare. Compare it to today. I know. I was it's like, going to look hmm. fucking similar. Huh? So, um, unsafe illegal abortions were the main or one of the leading causes of death. Um, 2,700 women of nearly 2,700 women in 1930. That is almost one in every five deaths recorded of that year. That is an 18%. So one in five, I want to make this clear. So people aren't confused. They weren't allowed to use contraception of any kind. Men could did and routinely forced themselves on their wives, forcing them to have baby after baby after baby. It happened to my great grandmother mm-hmm. until their bodies were making babies that were really, really impaired when they were born. It's illegal to do this to dogs. Can I just add that? It's illegal to do this to dogs. Yes. Forcing a woman to be a broodmare for her entire life. Uh, maternity care back then, y'all, prenatal care was horrendous and non-existent. You're poor. Mm-hmm. Your kids that you have are starving. Mm-hmm. You are starving. Just imagine, you think, I'm going to do this for the babies I have. Do you know what babies sound like when they're hungry? If you don't, you're pretty privileged. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Velociraptors. I mean, it's just terrifying. It's terrifying. Awful. Now, the late 1950s um, and into the into the 1960s is when thal- thalidomide... Do you remember this? Yes. Do you remember this? Okay, I just wanted to take a break and talk about this, because this is crazy. Nobody nobody remembers this time in I history. I absolutely remember it. Um, but this drug was actually given to um, nauseous pregnant women. It was it was to treat nausea during pregnancy. Yeah, morning sickness. Uh-huh. And boy, howdy, did it not. No, it caused massive birth defects. Massive birth defects. Massive. And this is one of those things where, like, in, in in social situations, people were like, hey, this causes birth defects. It might also kill the baby. Yep. So, you know, and so people for? were taking it, like, for abortions because they, you know, couldn't go get one. And so it was not only doing massive internal damage. Oh, yeah. But the baby, a lot of the babies wouldn't be dead, and then they would just be born with, like, Massive disabilities. Yeah, and then just die later, you know. So they just just have a life of pain. Yes. 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 Um, Absolutely insane. And this is, I thought it was interesting, this um, particular medication was actually made from a German scientist and an Australian scientist. So when they combined forces and made this drug, they distributed it worldwide. So I know Americans very, like, centralized, so we don't really think about the rest of the world most of the time, but this was a drug that was like worldwide. So whenever, whenever everybody got birth defects, it was like a fucking chaotic, like nightmare trying to get all of these drugs back and mm-hmm. like the lawsuits and all of this shit. Cause it oh, was yeah. several countries that they fucked up. Um, but yeah, that ended in 1962 and in 1960, like in the 1960s in America, it was pretty much black market abortions yes um not not just black market but like specifically the mob ran the abortions yes they did and so this was not a compassionate place this was not a kind gentle nothing like that hygienic no 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 this was um 
this is really interesting. In the in the documentary The Janes um, on HBO, I definitely think everybody should watch this, especially now. Um, there was a woman that that was in Jane that pre Jane, um, she went to go get abortion from a mob, and so she told this story about what it was like. Um, she said that basically she got a number from an acquaintance. She went down to the phone booth, and you call the number. The guy, the guy picks up and he says, you want a Cadillac, a Chevrolet or Rolls Royce? And you're just supposed to know that the cheapest was the Chevy at 500. The Cadillac was 750 and the Rolls Royce was a thousand. And these are levels of abortions that you're going to pay for, meaning that how clean, how safe. Do you get pain medication? Yes. Et yes. 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 It's going to determine the quality of your care. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, she didn't have enough money to get anything other than the Chevy, which was the cheapest. She ordered the Chevy. They told her what address to go to. She went to this little shady motel where she went to the room that they told her to go to. And then four people entered the room as well as a woman that was also going to be a patient next to her. Um, They each sat on one of the beds. And she said that the that she was spoken three sentences or the, the people in the room spoke three sentences to her the entire time. That was it. All they said was, where's the money? Lay back and get in the bathroom. My God, that was it. It's so scary. Absolutely terrifying. She said that when they left the room, the two women just laid there bleeding, um, unable to move. Um, they said it took, or she said it took them several hours to gain enough strength to walk. And when they did finally stop bleeding enough to walk, they walked, they didn't say anything. They walked out the room, down the street, got into a cab, and then they both went their separate ways from the cab. That just makes me want to cry. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And the fact that this was, you know, mid-1960s, this is something that happened to our parents and grandparents' generation, Mm -hmm. and it is now going to happen to our children's generation. And us. And us. Yes. Actively us right now. Yeah. So, the Jane Collective... um, was headed by this woman named Heather Booth. Heather Booth is a fucking badass. Holy shit. Okay, so Heather Booth in 1968 got this phone call randomly that her friend's sister was pregnant and desperately needed an abortion. She, um, like like many other people in Jane, she was part of the civil rights movement, and I'm assuming that this is why her friend called her out of everybody else, like why they assumed she would know where to get an abortion, um, is because she was really, really big in the civil rights movement. Um, she had already done a fuck ton of ac- activism. She basically saw injustices all around her and spoke up every single time she saw them. Every single time. Good. This woman is a force of nature. So she, um, she 
her first act of activism was record, was reported as early as elementary school when she defended an African-American student who was being accused and attacked by another classmate. And this classmate was saying that this kid had stolen their lunch money, but come to find out the lunch money was in their sock and they had just forgotten. And Heather Booth, like, literally put herself in between this other student and the bully. And she's tiny. Like, she... Amazing. Amazing. Um... She joined the Congress, the quote-unquote Congress of Rad- of Racial Equality, a.k.a. CORE. It was a group that, um, that would actually protest discrimination at lunch. That's so right. I thought that was really cool. Like, literally any time that she saw something, she formed a group and spoke up. Um, she helped coordinate freedom schools in the South in the south side of Chicago. Um, these were like temporary alternative schools, specifically for African-Americans at this time. Um, they would be like satellite schools, basically. Right. Um, in 1964, she went down to Mississippi for the summer and joined a 10-week Freedom Freedom Summer Project that was very similar to, it was like the same people that did these freedom schools. Um, but the Freedom Summer Project was working on registering black voters. Awesome. So she was going out in the communities trying to get these voters um, registered and everything like that. The locals in this community fucking hated it because they're racist. And this is the deep South Mississippi. Again, Emmett Till is right around this time. So these are the people that we're talking about. Um, they resorted to drive-by shootings, Molotov cocktails, constant harassment from both state and local governments. The Mississippi State Sovereignty Commission, quote-unquote, um, which was a tax-supported and, like, which used tax money. Like, mm-hmm. this this um, organization was tax-supported, and it used that money to spy on citizens. Not a surprise. The police, the KKK, the quote-unquote white citizen council. Yeah. All of these people were parading these fucking college students that are just trying to get voters registered. Um, absolute it, it was it was absolute insane. It was it was very very bad. She ended up being like basically in the middle of a war zone. Um, there were they were using arrests against people. They, like they were arresting people for just like mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, they were committing arson. They were beating people. Um, they were forcing evictions for no reason. Just kicking people out of that their apartments. Right. Um, firing people at their jobs for no reason. They were murdering people. There's that. Um, they were also, like, spying and, like, other forms of intimidation and harassment against them. So, like, just weird shit, like, mm-hmm. you know. Like gang stalking. Like, I was about to say, like, gang stalking, but, like, 1960s style. Um, they were basically doing anything that they could to stop the black people from voting. Fucking disgusting. 1,062 people were arrested just out of the out-of-state volunteers and locals. Dang. 80 Freedom Summer workers were beaten. 37 churches were bombed or burned. 30 black homes or businesses were bombed or burned. Four civil rights workers were killed. One um, in a head-on collision. Four people were critically wounded. 
and at least three Mississippi black people were murdered because of their support in the civil rights movement. I want to take a side and just talk about these people for one second. It's very important um, because she was there during all of this. On June 21st, 1964, James Cheney, a black Congress um Uh, of the black Congress of racial equality, a person in core that she was with an activist from Mississippi and, um, Andrew Goodman. He was also a volunteer. Michael Scherner was also a core organizer organizer and kind of head of one of the core groups. Two of them were, were Jews from New York city and, um, they are arrested by, um, by Neshobo County. It's such a weird word. Um, but they were arrested by the county sheriff and a KKK member. The three were held in jail overnight and then arrested. They drove away in an ambush and on the road by a Klansman who abducted and killed them. Goodman and Scherner were shot point blank range. Cheney was chased, beaten mercilessly and shot three times after weeks of searching in the federal the the federal law enforcement um, participated. They found their bodies. It actually took federal law enforcement to look for their bodies, not local law no, enforcement. That's what I was trying to point out. Um, they found their bodies on August fourth, nineteen sixty four. They had been buried in an earthen dam. Robert Kennedy, the president at the time, sent the FBI to search for the killers. And while searching for them in the rivers and swamps, they found eight more black bodies that were murdered. One was a 14-year-old boy with a core T-shirt. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. These volunteers, these workers were hunted like animals Mm -hmm. just for trying to get black people to vote. Mm Mm-hmm. 1962. Not that long ago, I'm just reminding you where we are now. And what you're going to see again. This is why we act. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1965, Heather Booth was arrested while demonstrating at banks that were providing financial support for the apartheid regime in South Africa. It was actually at a sit-in protest where she met her husband and later on went to receive a bachelor's in social sciences, a master's in educational philosophy, and also like many other members of Jane, she was a very well-established, very well-educated white woman. And this was something, and I just want to really hone in on this just for a, a split second, because these women of Jane, of course I'm about to talk to talk to you about them, but... They knew that they were white, educated women. They knew that they were the demographic that was going to be able to do something. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They were were speaking up for their other They took the privilege they had and used it. That's what I'm trying to say. Because I really want... I really want the white women to really stand up and speak up. Because, like, brown and black people of color... They're just not going to look at them. It's the Karens. We need y'all to get Karen. I do want to point out, though, that I'm the reason I won't suggest this. I'm going to because we have to. Right. But what really should happen is should be the white men should oh, stand. Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand. You are literally asking the oppressed. Yes. 
We're already yes. fucked up, y'all. Yes. yes. You're asking us yes. to get up after we've been beaten down. Well, you notice I didn't ask men to do nothing. I know, but I want to just point it out philosophically. <laughs> Yo, absolutely. I'm saying that's why is because they're, they're not going they're to. Not, they're not fucking doing it. They're they the ones. They're they're care. the ones putting the laws in place. So of course, it's hard to ask them to change. They're not gonna. Don't but expect it. I'm just I'm saying. saying that it should happen. That this is where their heart was. Their hearts yeah. were like, hey. I'm a white woman. I'm not being oppressed by this. So I'm going to literally put my body directly in front of them and shield them or at least try to help. At least try to do something. I'm not going to sit here in my cushy ass life mm-hmm. with all my privilege and not give that privilege to other people that also deserve it because everybody deserves privilege. Um, they just deserve equality. That's yeah, all. Fucking yeah. Fuck yeah. Everybody does. Oh, everybody is. Everybody deserves lavish luxury. Everybody deserves big food bellies and nice baths. Fuck it, we're monkeys. <laughs> like, come on. Oh. Anyways, I just wanted to. I wanted to put that out there because it's used later whenever they get into jail. That's you know whatever. Um, but yeah, this woman is huge in the civil rights movement, obviously. She's not scared of anything. And so when somebody comes to her and is like, hey, yo, I need an abortion, she thinks, oh, wait, who am I going to call? So she looks into the civil rights movement, her friends in the civil rights movement. Yep. They point her to T.R.M. Howard. This motherfucker. Love him. Okay, so one of my favorite photos of Mammy Till is when she's standing up, she's got those tear streaks. She yeah. looks so powerful. And she's surrounded by men. And there's actually one man on her side that has her arm linked. Mm-hmm. That is T.R.M. Howard. He is an amazing man. Amazing. He was like one of the one of the backbones of the civil rights movement. Um, he's right up there with MLK. And he was a physician. He actually was the one man um, that drove up to Chicago to get Mammy, drove drove Mammy Till down to see her boy's body, mm-hmm. let her stay in his own house with his family. He fed her. He got her everything. He took care of her the entire time she needed to be in Mississippi. He, he you know, protected her from the mobs outside. Yeah. He did it all for her and then escorted her right back up to Chicago. So, um, after this happened, he actually had to move to Chicago, not with Mammy, like living in the same place, but when Mammy went to Chicago, so did he, yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, he, it wasn't safe there anymore. So it just conveniently happened that he was in Chicago at the same time as Heather Booth. And she was like, Oh, you have a clinic. I got you. So word got out that this this woman that's in the civil rights community is also helping with abortions. So people started calling her up and it becomes very um, steady pace and it starts to build and it starts to build. And over two years, it really builds. Um, And then all of a sudden she doesn't hear back from T.R. Howard. She's like, "Okay, well, he's not answering my calls. Weird. Now I got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing is, is he got, he got arrested. Yeah. I figured yeah. Uh, <laughs> she found out later on that. Yeah. He got arrested. So she starts 
she has to do something, right? So many people are still continuously calling her as basically like their hookup for abortions. And so she ends up finding someone. <laughs> she she asks around, she finds a guy named Mike. And um and there's like so there's like various stories that says his name is Mike. Some people say his name is Nick. Um I wa- I listened to an amazing um podcast episode which I encourage everyone to do. They did a two-parter on this. Um it's a podcast called Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff great podcast but they called this guy nick mike the whole time and said that he was the sexiest motherfucker alive because i guess that was a quote from one of the jane girls but i think the thing that was sexy about mike was that he was just here to save women's lives that's pretty sexy um yeah because that's how low the bar is well i saw him and I'm, i'm not here to shame anybody on looks but i didn't think it was sexy i but i thought he was a really cool guy so um Mike was not a doctor. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell that. Um, but he was not a doctor. The girls ended up finding out later on. But he he actually learned from a surgeon. He was kind of like the guy that would hand you tools. An assistant. An yes. assistant. And he watched um, abortions happen for so long that eventually the surgeon was like, you want to learn? And he was like, hell yeah, I want to learn. So then he started learning, and as soon as he was able to, he took the training wheels off and started his own practice. Um, He was part of the mob. He had sticky fingers in all the pots and everything like that. So he was only able to do this for a certain amount of time. I don't think the women involved knew that he had an expiration date. I I think Mike knew he had an expiration date. He was like, I can do this for a while. But once somebody starts smelling me out, I got to move. You know, he's he's very business. He's very um, oh, he's very mob rules. Um, One of the first things that he said to Heather was, I'll meet with one person at a time. If there's three person talking about a crime, it's a felony and a conspiracy. Mm hmm. mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was like the number one rule at all times. Now, the reason for the name Jane, I think, is actually really cool is that, okay, so this is the 1960s. These are mostly college students. You'll have these, like, houses with one phone. You have, like, a centralized, like, Mm -hmm. hallway um, with the phone in it. Um, And then so, you like, a whole house would share a phone, right? So she would have all these people calling for abortions, but calling her house number. Right. Um, And so she needed a number or a name that wasn't Heather mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jane, like Jane Doe. It yeah, just, Jane it was an every it was woman the, name. It was yeah. the every woman name. And so it really fit. So that way, um, as she began this service, people would go in for abortions and, the, and she'd be like, well, if you want to join, definitely need more help because by the time that this is a full running organization, um, within like a year or two, it becomes a full operation. So by the time it's a full operation, they had several apartments all over Chicago, several. Um, and every day there would be two apartments that were working. Those would technically be the quote unquote clinics. They would have, um, the front and the place (laughs) catchy names. Um, and this was not called 
the Jane Collective at the beginning. This no. was just called The Service. And I love them. I think they're brilliant for the simplicity. Just called The Service. Ask for Jane. You go to the front and then you go to the place and they would have drivers that would take women um, or people from the front to the place and back again. And and what they would do is the place um, each each apartment would be set up just like an apartment, like a house, something very, very comfortable. A lot of times. I mean, these were moms, you know, like these were mothers. These were, you know, college graduates. These were aunties. Um, a lot of times they would be making food in the front. They always encouraged people to bring family members or people that loved them. Cause this is a hard time, right? Yeah, like, no one loves let's this not, shit. Let's not make this harder than it is. So they tried to really make this as, as comfortable as it could possibly be. So, um, at the front, that's where you would have, um, you know, the family members, people would have children, obviously. Mm -hmm. So there would be children running around. There would be a daycare there in the back, you know, constant like family type vibes. And then they would take you to the place and there, um, they would have counselors like, so people that worked in Jane, you would have drivers, you would have counselors, you would have people helping you with your paperwork, you would have people watching your children, you would have people actually doing the actual service, which there was only a, like a handful of people that actually did the actual abortions. Um, at first it was Mike, but once everybody found out that Mike was not a doctor, some of the members of Jane were kind of like, oh, this is like shady. I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the members of Jane were empowered. They were like, wait, Mike's not a doctor. So Mike could just teach us how to do it. Because here's the thing. Mike's prices were street prices, right? Expensive. They were expensive. And the women that they were helping were mostly women of color and women that were poor or people when I say women I mean people um but we're talking lower class we're talking especially yeah. once because like before Roe versus Wade happened um New York um allowed abortions like I think it was like 1970 um it could be the late 60s but people if you rich you're getting an abortion regardless of whether it's legal or not that's what I'm saying but yeah like a lot of the rich people would just go to New York for an abortion so the women wanted to make their service available to everyone so that's what they did they let Mike teach members how to do it and once they felt good enough about it um they were then able to charge hundred dollar procedures as opposed to the five hundred dollars and then they would do payment plans they would do like i owe you promises that kind of thing they would have like special days where um they would like save up if somebody paid more than a hundred dollars they would save up bits and then have a free day they really 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 did everything that they possibly could I just love when women, women organize things. It's good. It was so strategic too. Yeah, like, smart. like I'm talking like probably ten plus apartments around Chicago. Brilliant, and these are like brilliant minds too. These women were fantastic, um, and they never had a woman die. They never once had a woman die in their clinic or anything that had to do with them. They would always check up with women afterwards. They did have one incident. And I only talk about it because it really affected them. It really fucked them up. This woman came in to their clinic um, having just 
self-inflicted an abortion and it did not go well she she inserted something and she perforated and got uh, an infection um and she was in septic shock no and so there was nothing that they could do but hindsight i don't think they realized but in hindsight they they could have taken her to the hospital all they did was say oh no baby you need to get to the hospital they did not take her there yeah, I get, I get why not, but I also get why they should have. It was a really shitty position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, medical bills suck, but you know what? Mm, it's not even that. It's going to officials when you're running something illegal and putting the whole operation in danger. Absolutely. absolutely That's why. Absolutely. But, but they it's la- a human life. They, did, they, they did later find out that that woman went home and died on her floor. That sucks. And, yeah. And so from then on, literally from then on, they they committed themselves to these people afterwards um even i mean you have to respect their privacy if they don't want any contact afterwards that's on them but like they built that relationship Mm -hmm. you know and i think that was really beautiful and so of course like anything there has to be an end to jane they were running a shady operation and i don't mean shady as in like they were shady i'm saying that like Cops, wives, and mistresses. Yep. Governors, businessmen. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, there was even one woman that called Jane and said, um, like, they heard something in the background and they were like, she was like, oh, I have to be quiet. I'm, I'm a police officer. Yeah. Like, they were on the task force. They were like, I can't say anything. I'm at work right now, but I really need your help. So there was a lot of like everybody knew who they were. There was flyers everywhere. I'm sure. Um, And they all said pregnant question mark. Don't want to be question mark. Call Jane and then left a phone number. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Like I want one of those posters. Um, But they were in, like, the school magazines. They were everybody. Everybody knew who they were. Um, But eventually, a woman did come in who was Catholic, who wanted an abortion. She had her Catholic sister-in-law with her. Oh, dear. And it was the Catholic sister-in-law that Karen out. Yep. She went to the homicide unit. The Chicago homicide unit of 1968 or 1970. Gross. I'm just saying that um, so extra my god girl and like okay so the homicide unit of Chicago didn't give a fuck about abortions they don't care what we're doing Mm -mm. they're trying to piece together like some savage shit you know like the the officer um who was in the documentary he was like look I'm an Irish Catholic my deputy's an Irish Catholic my supervisor an Irish Catholic this guy's an Irish Catholic. That guy's an Irish Catholic. We're just a bunch of big Irish Catholics. We don't give a fucking rat's ass what you do. Yeah. We don't care. We don't care. Do what you want. We're here to, like, solve the big boy problems. That's what that's what their mentality was. Like, we're, we're big boys. We don't care about women's problems. Yeah. Obviously. But they, they really just hated this job all around. So they... They end up tracking Jane down because uh, one of the runners was taking a woman from the spot back to the place to be with her family. And the cop, um, the cops followed them there. They even said that, like, 
they made it so obvious because like they like watched the the hand on the elevator stop at their number they got on the elevator went back to that number and like the ladies were still in the hallway getting into the door like that's how fast they got up and they were just like these like big ass men with toss like with trench coats and like this this the shoes like the cop outfit like they looked like like a movie version of a cop like two guys sunglasses cops yeah and they were just like oh hi you're cops and they're like yeah and he like one of them like grabbed the lady by the arm and was like, "Did you just get an abortion?" Like all like shaky, like she's like, "Yes." And then like they go in, and they just they go in, and it's just a home. They walk in because they're used to murder scenes, right? Like that's yeah. that's usually their job. So they go in, and they're like. Okay, there's just some ladies. Like, there's one woman in the kitchen cooking a pot roast. There's children playing, you know. One of them's, like, hand sewing. And they're like, okay, where's the doctor? And they go in and they, like, search the rooms. And they, like, do all this, like, oh, investigation shit. They even, like... They're like, where's the doctor? They're like opening up the windows and looking out the windows, yeah. at like eight stories up, like some doctor guy who's hiding out there. They're looking for a man. There ain't one. And all these women, all these radical feminists, are just standing around, like, <laughs> you looking for a doctor? And they're all, they're all, they've all done procedures. Yeah. And it was just absolutely hysterical. So he, like, one of the doctors, or one of the um, the policemen come into the living room where all the women are, and they have this, like, moment of silence. It's very awkward, but they kind of look at each other, and they're just like, you can see the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. They're greasy. They're clunky. They're old. But they're turning up inside their brains, and they're going, oh, yeah. Oh, a lady doctors. You guys are doctors? Like, like they're thinking this. They're not really saying it, but they're like, all right, I'm about to arrest these ladies. And one of the women come out with the pot roast. And one of the pigs, I mean, one of the officers says, mmm, smells good. What's for lunch? And she goes, pig. <laughs> I was so happy. She was so proud of herself. <laughs> she was like, wouldn't it be the day of the raid that I happened to make a pot roast? That's funny. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, so um, so they get taken in and um, one of the ladies actually... Actually, whenever the whenever the like in the process, they're very slow to arrest these women because they're obviously non-threatening, um, and they're like taking their merry time. One of the women that was in the waiting room about to get an abortion, she looks up at the cop and says, <laughs> "She's like, don't you think? Don't you dare think that you are doing me a favor today." And the guy just looks down at her and he's like, "Look, I'm just doing my job." He's like, "You're an adult." Do what you want. I'm just doing my job. You can see he's so embarrassed. Yeah. He's so embarrassed. Um, but yeah, seven of the Janes were arrested. Martha Scott, Judy Pildes, um, Diane Stevens. Oh, there's a bunch of Jewish names. Seven women. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but seven amazing women got arrested that day. Heather was actually in New York at the time. Um... 
or no, she wasn't in New York. A different woman was in New York, but Heather was actually babysitting for one of the Janes that was working that day. And she got a call and was like, Hey, can you babysit a little bit longer? And she's like, yeah, we're about to have dinner. That's fine. She's like, no, can you babysit like a little bit longer? We got busted. (laughs) She's like, yeah. So one of the women in Jane was a nursing mother. So she knew that she had this in her favor. She was a nursing mother. She was a white woman in 1960-something. And then she also was a college graduate. She had nothing on her record. She knew that out of everyone, she was going to be the one that was going to be able to, like, go first. Her husband was a lawyer. Yeah. You know, she had everything working for her. But she wanted to use all of these things that were working for her um to help the others to help too. the others yeah, yeah so as soon as she got out she got basically got the rest of them out and what they did was they hired a lawyer this lawyer holy shit her name was joanne wolfson i've heard of her yes badass bitch she's a badass badass bitch bitch. i love her i love her she's got this like short ass buzz cut she has a cigarette hanging out of her mouth at all times yes she's got like blue eyeliner on yes fucking love her um and you can tell that she talks some shit she's like always got her hand up you know weird i feel that god i fucking love this woman um She was a badass lawyer. She was a lawyer for the Black Panther Party. So she already had like the... She's got some civil rights under her belt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She was a force of fucking nature. And she stood up for these women and fought for these women tooth and nail. She was insanely intelligent. Strategy like a motherfucker. So um, she knew that Roe versus Wade was going to be coming up soon. Because that was in 1972. Um... So she basically just um, filibustered it. She dragged that shit out. She dragged that shit out. She kept making little amendments. Appeals. Appeals. Says. Yeah, just little bitty things and asking questions. Continuance, Your Honor. (laughs) Yes, yes. So it was just really beautiful. She really milked it. And then um, in January January 22nd, 1973... Roe versus Wade was enacted, and the second it was, all of their charges got dropped. Hell to the yes. 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 And now we've all done all that. So, all that's done. what I'm saying. Yes. So, their charges were dropped as soon as Roe versus Wade was enacted. So, can we just filibuster what we're about to do? <laughs> I'm saying, y'all, I... I know that this, that our past is our future right now. Yes. And it's worse. terrifying. Worse. It's way worse. No, it's way worse. You're absolutely right. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. And um, I'm just, you know, we don't have a Jane Collective right now. We have, we have the most disconnected society we've ever had. Yep. We're not, I, I don't know my neighbors three doors down. I do. He sucks. Well, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I was like, just being a dick. That way, okay? <laughs> that way. <laughs> that radio, pointing. But what I'm saying is that, like, we are the most disconnected society right now, and what we need more than ever is togetherness. We need to assimilate. We need to get together. I'll, I'm going to give tips on what to, we can all do as well, because we all feel pretty helpless right now. But first, I want to explain why. Why have they done this? Yes. All right. First of all, 
over 20 states in the union have something called the trigger law. So the moment that Roe versus Wade was overturned, laws went into effect that either banned abortion outright or drastically limited it. These are, of course, southern states. Y'all know this. It's divided in half, of course. You know, of course it is. But I don't want y'all to discount southern people. Right. It ain't us, y'all. Right. We are oppressed. Right. Right. We're not ignorant hicks. Right. Most of us are just people are trying to make terrified. our way. We're going to turn that scared into knowledge, which is power, and we're going to fight back. And this is how we're going to do it. So first, let me explain why they've done it. The Constitution of the United States starts with the Bill of Rights. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. If you are a woman, if you are assigned female at birth, if you are part of the LGBTQIA plus community, if you are a brown person, a black person, an immigrant, if you are under the age of 21, if you are anything but a white 21 and up man, cishet man, you have no rights. It was not written for you. They didn't mean man is in mankind. They literally meant man. It is not written for you. And everybody knows that, especially those in power, especially those in the Supreme Court, which was packed by a bunch of dumb fuck Trump Republican bastards because they knew this is the way they want it to go. Why did they want it to go this way? Here's why. If you think it's about a dumb baby, you're wrong. It's not about the sanctity of life. It is the furthest from the sanctity of life. Listen, the white supremacist fundamental Christians in this country are Nazis in every sense of the word. They're just not seeing Heiling. Well, all the time, you can catch them sometimes at the little fun rallies. They want fascism in this country. They want it run. They want a theocracy. They want it run by the church. There should be no state, only church. They want it run by men who are white and who have money. You poor men that are white, remember, you don't count either. Let's just be clear. You kind of count. You have more of a chance than the rest of us. But this is like the 2% of the population that's going to run the show. They want to repress women. That's why they took away our abortion rights. Because if we are always pregnant... How the fuck are we going to do anything? Or if we die. Or if we die. It is a way to grind us under the heel. Mm -hmm. What do women need when we're pregnant? We need support. We need money. We need help. Well, a man will do that for you. Keep them pregnant. They can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it really preys on women of color and the poor. Nothing will keep you more poor, y'all, than having a bunch of kids you didn't plan for. Fucking right. Mm-hmm. Why do they want you poor? Feed the machine. Look, y'all, birth rates are down. That's a problem when you are literally using wage slaves to drive your entire economy. It's enslavement. So if you've noticed lately in the news, probably since about 2014, we have demonized repeatedly the LGBT community within a specific laser focus on the T. Why? Because people started accepting gay people. We pushed for gay marriage which is going to be overturned shortly. I say by fall. Maybe it's already sooner. being written up. It's being written up right now. Yeah. I think maybe Wednesday we'll see it. Fucking terrifying. That's my marriage, by the way. Yeah. And I can't talk about it. I will start crying buckets because it hurts. Not that me and Maris won't stay together. We don't love each other, but it does remove some of our legal protections mm-hmm. as a couple and as parents. Mm-hmm. And as parents. So... Why are they doing this? Why are they picking on the LGBT? Because what does it hurt for me and Maris to be married? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. 
It isn't about what we hurt, and it isn't about morality. It's a distraction. You pick an enemy, you dehumanize it, you demonize it, and then you snuff it out systematically. Put them on trains, and you put them in little camps, and you take their kids away. Y'all, if, if we're going to look, if you want to compare right now to Nazi Germany, we're on like step three out of six. We're bordering on step four. If this doesn't scare the shit out of you, I don't know what will. Why did it happen in Germany? We always hear dumbasses say like, well, if I was there, I wouldn't let it happen. Yes, you would, because you've let it happen now. Yeah. We all have. Because what do we do? You feel helpless. Mm-hmm. If you let them take the queers... They're coming for you next. If you let them continue to oppress the women, they will eventually come for you. All that will be left is white men. That's what's coming for the rest of us. Literally the rest of us. And guess, guess what, y'all? We outnumber those motherfuckers. We can't let it happen. Protesting is super duper important. People want to downplay it and just say, go vote. Sure, voting's important. Although I, with all the gerrymandering and shit, especially in the red states, you tell me how important it fucking is. Vote. Vote in the little elections. Vote in the big ones. Sign up as a Republican and then pick the lesser of two evils to fuck them up. Throw their elections. Get the Q cult people out of there. Get the Trump people out of there. Get the fundies out of there. Those are the dangerous ones. Volunteer, Get into government. That's what I'm going to do. Because I can't go protest. I have children I have mm-hmm. to raise. Mm-hmm. And me and Maris, our vulnerable people, will mm-hmm. be killed first. Absolutely. Go out and protest. And don't stop. And your protest, I'm not saying it has to be violent or that it should necessarily. But soup is really good for our families. Coded words don't work anymore, Willow, so you might as well save it. I'm about to get on that one next. Okay. I'm just going to speak plain. Okay. If we get in trouble, we get in trouble. Disruptive protest is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Block some traffic, y'all. Mm-hmm. Don't let a store open. Get them where it hurts, which is the money. Distribution centers. Distribution. Just tr- big population areas. Just fuck it up. Don't let them do shit and don't stop. Mm-hmm. Turn it into Portland, but everywhere. Mm-hmm. And don't stop. Mm-hmm. Because that does change laws, y'all. Yes. It does. Yes, That's it does. what did it in the 60s. It yes. can do it again. Yes. Yes. Civil uprising works. Uprising is an important word. Get up. We all gotta. And don't look to the men. They have let this happen to us. They have betrayed us. All those guys who say, oh, no, I know you're not. Fuck you. Protest. Learn some skills. What do I mean learn some skills? Learn how to give some stitches, super glue a wound together, and mm-hmm. get tear gas out of your eyes. Yes. 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 Volunteer where yes. the poor need us. If, yes. Even if you're poor. Mm-hmm. Start setting up online mutual aid networks. I'm going to be doing it. We'll have information in our Discord on how you can participate. It ain't about money. Let's get resources places. Like, do you need an abortion and you're in one of those states? How are we going to get you get you one? Let's figure it do out. Do you need baby formula? Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. Let's figure it out. Do you need, like, plan Bs? Do you need something? Like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And Do you I mean, need like, your car fixed so you can get to work? We'll right, figure it out, girl. Right, right, Food. Like, go local. Buy local. Stick. Go through, go No through more Amazon. Farms. No more yes. cheap shit. Yes. Go to the thrift store. Y'all, yes. take the money out of the system. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that's going to speak to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you think they're going to stop, you need to trust they've been doing this the entire time. And the end goal is us either slaves or dead. 
period. And if you don't believe me, go forth and research. There's a good documentary on Netflix about online stuff. I think it's hot. I forget the name of it. I'll put it in the description. Yeah. But it's all about like, like this woman broke away from a white supremacist group, but she was really heavily involved in it. Mm. And my God. They want us dead. It's terrifying. It should be. Like, it's absolutely terrifying. When we did cults, I had to stay so far away from the alt-right cults because there's so many. Christianity is a Nazi death cult. And no, I'm not talking about Mima who likes to sing to Jesus. Right. I'm not talking about that. But let me tell you, if you're in the church, if you're in the church, you're complicit in the violence against everyone else. Your religion is shit. It doesn't mean anything except something personal to you. Just like my religion doesn't mean anything to you and shouldn't. I don't care. You can worship Barney the Purple Dinosaur. I don't give a fuck. But But you're not going to legislate my bodily autonomy or take away my marriage to someone I love. Just because your invisible man of the sky says so. And look, y'all, I'm preaching to the choir. Ain't no right wing brainwashed ding dong gonna hear this and go oh Lillian is correct they'll learn when they're in hell so what do we do if you can't argue we fight and we can't stop because the minute we stop they win and we're dead Mm -hmm. so if the if the issue is well I can't because I'm afraid I'll be dead you're going to be anyway so just choose how you're gonna go out and you know what if you got kids and you can't I get you but help each other. Help other mamas. That's still part of your protest. You are actively You protesting. are raising them right. Mm-hmm. Raise them right. Mm-hmm. And raise them to fight. Yes. Because, hey, they didn't ask to be born. Train them. Mm-hmm. And learn yourself. Because stuff is happening now, y'all. We got a recession coming. They're going to call it a recession. It's a depression. Yeah. People are going to go hungry. Let's not let that happen. We can work together. We can dumpster dive. We can steal. I don't care what we do. We Everybody's going to have garden, something. Do railing gardens. Do yeah. like fucking let's do it all. And look, a garden ain't going to produce shit for about a year. Yeah. So start now because times are going to start getting tough. Mm-hmm. Go to the food bank. Mm-hmm. Take people to the food bank. If you have mm-hmm. a car, your friend doesn't drive them around. Carpool, y'all. Carpool. 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 And buy talk. everything used. Now, here's what you don't fucking do. The aunties network is great in theory, but they're new. They're unpracticed. What don't is it? go there. Aunties network. I don't know. It's a group of women who are helping with abortion rights, but okay. they just started. They're not necessarily trustworthy and they have been watched. Okay. So nah. Yeah. There are other networks and if you dig enough, you'll find them, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Do not take these herbs that people are posting right. online. Don't. Don't put Please anything don't. in your vagina. No. Don't do it. Honey, don't. Y'all, okay, witches (laughs) have been doing this since the dawn of time, okay? There are safe ways, but you don't know what they are, and I can't tell the you or I will go to jail. Just don't. 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 Find someone who knows. Yes. Yes. Y'all, being an ally and saying, I live in a state and you can come camping, everyone knows what that means. If I know what it means just by reading it, you don't think Mr. Government's not going to know what it means? They know what it means. And all y'all going to go to jail. You guys have to understand that an abortion is a class B felony. That's bad. A felony. We're talking felon. Felony. Minimum five years in prison. Which means you can't vote 
Why do you think it's a felony? They don't want us to vote. They don't want black people to vote. They don't want women to vote so they can oppress us forever and so they can kill all the queers. Let that sink in. They need the black people, okay, mm-hmm. to be slaves. But the queers are just too gross, and we got to kill those, especially the trans people. It's happening right now. It's been oh, yeah. happening for years. Yeah. I'm not alarmist. If you tell me I am, fuck off. I encourage y'all, every single one of you, to go listen to a podcast called It Could Happen Here. It's by the guy who does Behind the Bastards. I will link it. And I need you to listen to every fucking episode. And keep in mind, it was done before the 2016 election, and he predicted every last thing that's happened so far. And it's bad, because we're just in the middle of his predictions. They're all right so far, and the rest of it ain't good. But we can stop it. Normally, y'all, I think guns are dumb. Mm -hmm. Get a gun. Get several. While you can. And learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. Don't go down without a fight. Yeah. Don't. It's tank girl times. It's tank girl times. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I wish it weren't. This is not what I want. No, but I don't want water and power to be a thing because that's mm-hmm. exactly the direction it's heading in. Yeah. So what can you do? I told you. Prepare mm-hmm. for the worst. Network. Hope for the best. Network. Form a strong community where you live locally. Form a strong community online. Quit posting memes. They don't do anything and at worst will get you in trouble. Don't take a bunch of weird herbs in the woods. Don't take weird over-the-counter medication. Don't buy stuff off the fucking dark web. You don't know what's in it. Mm -hmm. Network and you will find out and you will get help. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen like it happened in the 60s. Do not, do not, do not do these things over Messenger or any app that can be traced. I was about to say that. Yes, delete the period apps. Yeah. Girl, write it down on a calendar. Yeah. That's what I used to do. Yeah. Um, And here's another one. mm -hmm. We ain't having sex with men if we can help it. (laughs) It ain't worth the risk. No. And y'all, if you are a cishet man that... Get a vasectomy right now. That's right. Now. And if you cry at me, I'll kill you. Don't. The things we go through. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's getting one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get a vasectomy. If you are a woman and you still can, get an IUD, get your tubes tied. I mean, even in you some got a little places, bit of time. Even in some places, IUDs are getting outlawed. Yes, and you have a little time in some places, though, so get on that shit. What are they... Like, I have one. Like, what are they going to do? Like, come find me? No, they just don't do them anymore. I don't think it's retroactive. I say that, but I wouldn't be surprised in this nightmare world. Right? Because I was like, well, my my name is on a list. And I don't know if they abolish gay marriage, if mine is now invalid. I don't think so, or maybe I get to keep it. But I will tell you this, if you are an LGBT person and you want to come to Arkansas, I am a registered ordained minister in the state of Arkansas. I will marry you for free, and Willow will give you some free wedding pictures. It'll be cute. Come see me. Please message me on social media. I'm very serious about this. I'll marry a hundred of you at a time. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just to be annoying paperwork and, for them. Yeah. And Eureka Springs is like a hole in the Bible belt. Um, Eureka Springs is, is very open. We are very safe gay, for very, now. Yes. As a community, though, we are a very safe community. We are a safe community for now. Mm-hmm. I just don't trust shit. Yeah. And if you are in a deep red state, please, please plan yeah. to get out in the next few years. And if you are and from, don't do it as a refugee, because that shit's going to suck. Yeah. I love y'all. Yeah. Thank you for listening. God, I'm sorry so it's much. gloom and doom. 
but this is important. And I'm sorry, it's a free episode. We don't usually do those on our Patreon, but this is too important to not. It's so important. And I just, y'all, I love you and I'm scared and I know you're scared. I can feel it in the air that we're all just sitting here trembling and we don't know what to do. And I just, I just gave us all some good ideas. I want you guys to know that we're here for you. That's right. We have a discord. If you ever need us, we're there. Come talk to me there. Um, Even if you're like, Hey, I just listened to y'all and I just want you to say like, you, if you want to I mean, just cry, I, you I, yeah, can. Yeah, we're here to cry, too. I'm crying on demand, so. Willow's crying at any given point in time, and I'm going to be, I'll cry in the bathroom. You won't even have to deal with my tears. I love you. Love y'all, too. Stay strong and be safe. us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.